I got to I got to do a lot of testing. <laughs> nice. It's kind of tough to navigate with all their you know, what they're selling you. Oh, so much so. And I'll be rolling around at 100 miles an hour in my wheelchair, trying not to kill them. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, good morning, uh, listeners. Welcome to the Coffee Boogie Podcast. Here today in Tim Land, Tim Paxton. And uh, we're going to have a guest today. We're going to be brewing some coffee with Todd Bradley. Todd, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you, Chad. Thanks for coming down. Excited to be here. Yeah, so Todd's brought some coffee today. We require all guests to bring coffee to the podcast. (laughs) So Todd's brought over, looks like a Kenya from a a local roaster nearby called Campos Coffee. Um, They're an Australian company with with a... Headquarters here as well. We love Campos, don't we? We do love Campos. Fucking love those guys. If you know anything about the coffee, you want to tell us, can you pronounce that shit? I don't think I can, but let's give it a shot. Thera Kwa Gakuyunia, double A. Double A, single origin. It's a washed, tasting notes of black currant, grapefruit, and a nice lingering aftertaste. Smells amazing from here. Yeah. Honestly, it is. The aroma on it's huge. It's like peach cobbler. It does smell good. <laughs> it's so good. Nice. My grandma would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> grandma's like, so, coffee. yeah, we're going to go ahead and get things brewing here. We're going to do a pour over. Um, Todd brought a really cool hand grinder. I'm going to take a look at this. Yeah, I've seen a couple different ones. That's called the that Knock one I haven't seen. Fell 2. The Knock is the brand? Yeah. yeah. They had a couple different Super ones adjustable, like heavy. I love how heavy it is. Yeah, and like the steel bearings in it gives it like real smooth uh, grinding. Yeah. You know, steady, smooth. Uh-huh. It's dope. Yeah. I've played with some that are just so hard. Approximately 10 grams, yeah. Valve. It's kind of fun going into like someone else's kitchen, you know, and looking looking around for shit. That good cool with like a sixteen and a half ratio. I'm cool with letting you do whatever you want, man. I'm excited to see how you brew this. Yeah, um, Chemex, the threefold to the spout, or is it the other way? Away. Other way? Away? Okay. So while Todd's brewing up this uh, amazing Kenya for us, you know, I think today's, today's going to be really a freestyle conversation. Um, I want to get to know Todd a little bit. I just recently... I was introduced to him um, with the Utah Coffee Collective. Uh, shout out to the Utah Coffee Collective. is doing a lot of great stuff in Salt Lake City, bringing the community together. But yeah, Todd, uh, he's a bicyclist. Um, that's, that's mostly for uh, purpose or pleasure? Both. <laughs> um, yeah, I got tired of cars. Yeah. I lived in LA for a year and a half and within three months I got rid of my car. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. 
Yeah. And uh, I don't plan on going back anytime soon. Yeah. The bike's good. No, I'm totally with that. It's winners are winners. When I left and went to Seattle, we one of my cars got totaled, and uh, I never replaced it. I was always on the bus, usually. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you could, while you're brewing, tell us a little intro about yourself. Um, kind of let, them, let the audience know who you are. I'm uh, Utah. Uh, I grew up here with the Prince High, went to the University of Utah, um, worked in restaurants and cafes, fancy places and basic places, and um, I lived in California for three years, and that's where I started my coffee game. Um, worked at a neighborhood cafe favorite called uh, Cafe de Leche, um, owned by this uh, fiery Nicaraguan woman and her husband. Um, they lived in the neighborhood. It was a cool vibe. The neighborhood loved them. They loved it. Um, that started, uh, you know, like the passion of just pulling espresso shots, talking to people. Um, yeah. And uh, so, uh, kind of obsessed with coffee. Um, love to get jammy espresso shot, have the sweetness shine on it. Um, tend to love uh, the African beans, but can always find a goodie out of Colombia, uh, Panama, Peru. I've had some crazy good Perus lately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the coffee world, it's uh, just good people. Good people. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, dude. Very cool. I'm not. I'm not good at all. <laughs> So, why did you leave Utah a few years back? Um, it's that thing of, um, you got to see what's outside. <laughs> like, you know, growing up in Utah, you hear it, it's a bubble. It is. So, what does that mean? Um, and so, we went out. I say we, uh, my best friend and his wife and whatnot, and uh, just wanted to see something else. Look at the old guy in there. Let's check it. Still got some paper on there or what? Yeah. Yeah. Just all the parchment. Good old light roast. <laughs> nice and crunchy. Let me try that. <laughs> Tim? Alright. That one was a little funky. Didn't belong in there. Um, yeah, yeah, escape the bubble. It really is, man. I mean, you kind of get trapped here in your head. You know, people say it's scary out there. It's expensive <laughs> out there. Mm -hmm. You're going to fail. <laughs> you're going to run back. And you're going to run back, you know, but you got to do it. Yeah. People said I've never lost more than a year. <laughs> yep. Maybe that's why I lasted more than a year. So then what turned it around and brought you back? Um... Family, yeah, family in the Wasatch Mountains. The mountains, yeah. Uh, just proximity to wilderness, mm -hmm. better than anywhere. Like, it was fantastic in San Jose, um, the Santa, Santa Cruz Mountains there, the Redwood Forest, it's just immediately right there. Mm -hmm. um, amazing. Um, and then, you know, coastline, go farther out into California, which is like its own country. Um, so, amazing wilderness, but. Yeah, between, like, I, have, I come from a Mormon family that's mostly not Mormon anymore, but there's six of me and my siblings, and my dad's one of six, and mm -hmm. so 
um, just wanted to be closer to family. And, um, so do you plan on having six kids? Oh, hell no. <laughs> one, good one is a possibility. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, six kids, God. And I'd just be pumping them out straight for like the next ten years. Keep track of them all. <laughs> cool, man. Um, yeah, so I want to come back and settle down and um, just be established like where I'm at in the community, which right now is Sugar House, and I see that being the thing. Um, I want to be a close community filled with Sugar House and serve them some good coffee ideally yeah dude yeah. Sugar House is a fun area and they're I mean they're building all over Salt Lake and that area but condos popping up everywhere but Sugar House is kind of where well that's where Tim and I first met Sugar House Coffee used to be on the corner remember that mm. old Sugar House yeah uh, what was it called before that cat something fat cats blue cats And there was Heavy Metal Shop on the corner, Blue Boutique. So I met Tim, and that was, I don't know, I'm so just going to say whole complex. 20 years yeah, ago. It was, it was the place to be. Huh. It, it really was. Super dope. I was working at Sugar House, so was Tim, but he also managed the record store next door. All right, we got water percolating. I'm getting excited. <laughs> Take a quick break here. So Todd's very, very specific about how he brews his coffee. <laughs> and uh, recipes. I think what I'm, my takeaway on that is maybe because you're kind of new to it, like in a sense that, you know, you've been involved in coffee for a few years and there's become sort of a traditional way to do it now where I'm an old school guy where we'll just drink anything, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true though like yeah. you know I, I'm happy to make it perfect at work but at home I just kind of throw some grinds in there and some water ah, purist yeah so it's fun to see different different takes on it I like running and um, there's like similar kind of divide like that in the running community like just be a pure runner and uh, not use like GPS and a uh, some watch that's <clears throat> timing you, getting your your mileage, you know, and your average pace. Um, and then there's people that want all the data. Yep. I'm somewhere in between. Yep. Mm. Yeah, come in here. We're getting that aroma get now. some of that aroma. That's one thing you don't get on the on the podcast is the smells. We'll figure that out one day. <laughs> I think we're 10 years out. Thanks for bringing this coffee over, dude. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's a goodie. So, you discussed a little bit about a vision you have for your coffee future. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Hell yeah. Um, I want to start an espresso cart, espresso and drip, um, and it'll be a sidewalk cart push. Um, just be at you know one place in Sugar House, um, morning, afternoon hours to start just me just cranking out some shots um it's a little scary to think about like if i just got slammed yeah yeah i was thinking about that yesterday about because we've been talking about a kiosk you know and if you got busy you just have to be really simplified in, yep. you, in your recipes or none of those tw- 
you know, 24 ounce drinks, you're getting probably the smaller grab and go. Yeah. Um, I, or just straight espresso. I, what are you thinking? I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to shy away from the, yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. It's, it's not a reality with the coffee cart. <clears throat> Sorry, I got choking on some beans that I, I chewed on a bean. <laughs> it was a good thing. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't even see it a reality to be serving uh, 12 ounce drinks. Um, I'm going to have a cooler of milk. Yeah. And, uh, hey, let's let the espresso shine. Let's serve uh, three to eight ounce drinks. Yep. Um, so you can taste, uh, you know, why that bean is so special. Yeah. And uh, honestly, like, a cortado is awesome for just grab and go. Yeah. If like they really want something quick, just a drink that just warm enough, knock it back, it's sweet, delicious. Yep. Let's uh, learn something from the Spanish. Yeah. I have been known to knock back a few of those. <laughs> In a minute. Cortados. Cortados, yeah. yeah. Like uh, my there must be a hole in my cup. <laughs> I don't like oh there's a hole in my cup, all the coffee fell out. <laughs> They're like, What? Yeah, I don't know where it went. Well, let's fix that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so what is a flat white? It's an Aussie drink. And uh, it's basically a... It's basically a cappuccino without foam. That's my take on it. Yeah. yeah. But I think if you ask 10 different Aussies, you'd get 10 different answers. You think? I think so. I, would th- I was thinking they would all have a similar answer, but... Once you get it over in the U.S., there's 20 different answers. Yeah, it's a complete mystery. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, when I've worked at the shop, coffee shop, and people come in and ask for flat white, I'd be like, all right, uh, what what do you like? <laughs> yeah. You know, how much milk do you want? How hot do you want it? How much foam do you want? Right? Yeah. It's kind of a mystery over here. Yeah, for um, sure. But I, I like the, what they're doing, actually. Um, you take down the temperature of the milk. You're not, like, focusing on... Uh, a hot beverage is something that's delicious. Yeah. You're you're focusing on getting to a point where you're accentuating the sweetness of the milk um, with heat, you know? So, like, you're, you know, maybe you're doing a little bit of caramelization of the sugars with your, your steaming, but really it's all about, um, yeah, just accentuating sweetness, mm-hmm. complementing the espresso, having something that easy to drink and delicious. It's a great drink. It's fantastic. Yeah. What uh, with all the new milks out there, do you have a favorite? Is this the one? Uh, the longer one. This one? Probably needs to come up a little bit faster. Okay. Uh, use the bigger burger. That one seems to work the best. Yeah. Do we need more water? Yeah, we didn't get there. This? It's for me for a cup of coffee. Refill this? Oh, should we just do that? It might be faster. Okay, let's do that. Get some more water here. Oh, pretty high here, so. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, the uh, you know oat milk's making its come up. Almond, soy. Are you more of a traditional milk guy? What do you like? That oat milk, especially the oatly is delicious but it's 
still nothing's better than milk. But if you really care <laughs> about making an environmental impact, switch to some oat milk. Yeah. It's it's definitely good, that oat milk. Yeah, there's a chart in one of the magazines, oh, Fresh Cup, Fresh Cup magazine, actually had a chart so exactly how much water goes into producing it, how much waste is made, produced by it, and like, it had like a pyramid in it, sure like what was the highest, what was the lowest, as far as impact on the earth goes. So you're saying to produce oat milk yeah. is much more sustainable. Absolutely, absolutely. Whereas cow's milk is the bottom of all that. And I imagine the containers that they're using now, those kind of paper boxes and shit, yeah. those are much better for the environment too, I would assume. A little bit better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is something to consider. But, you know, a gallon of milk comes in a gallon jug and then those come in a little box. Half like, gallon? Like, even smaller than that, usually. Yeah, that one. There's one right there. Because you have some that way. Yeah, 32 ounce. So quarter gallon. And they are recyclable in certain areas, but same with the milk jug. Mostly those go in the trash anyways. That's a whole nother conversation. It's, uh, yeah. it's a lot to take off. <laughs> yeah, if, if you want to be as uh, environmentally friendly and as sustainable as you can, it's, uh, yeah. there's no easy answer. Just keep a couple of goats out back. Just go and milk. Hell yeah. Fresh milk. We're just a couple minutes away from having this coffee. Yeah, man. Um, when was your very first most memorable coffee experience? Hmm. There's different phases of life, right? Yeah. So there's like uh, when I was like 25, getting into, you know, step up above um just my dad's kirkland french roast mm-hmm. um so, so yeah. when, when we graduated from there um i was introduced to milk creek coffee yep um and like they they did a great brew of like you know just whatever we were drinking at market street grill it was uh it was smooth um you know you had some chocolatey notes a little buttery out of their guatemalan um it was good and then like i would just go there and i'd buy a bag of beans every two weeks and they taught me about why, why freshness matters why uh, fresh ground matters um, and then like when I tasted my first Ethiopian coffee out of there and it was like blueberries yep yeah, that's the one like whoa this <laughs> what this is coffee okay it's yeah. like no it's more like tea but I love it you know yeah and it was it was amazing um, so that was one of them and then like phase two would be like in LA um, working at this plant-based restaurant and they had an espresso bar and served some cool stuff. And um, uh, it, was, it was my first God shot. Um, and this espresso was an Ethiopian washed uh, called Gurma Shetu from uh, Unity Roasters. And I, I, I thought about that shot for like two days straight. Nice. <laughs> like it, it, it didn't leave my mind. It was nice. sweetness. It was like candied lemon pill with dark chocolate. Yeah. Um, it just, every <laughs> sip left you wanting more like i couldn't believe such a thing it was like honey warm honey syrup like i really couldn't oh, yeah. believe such a thing existed yeah. Oh, yeah. like i'd still go back into that moment and be like that was incredible <laughs> those are the moments man that's Love what it. that's what gets us here right that's why that's why we're here 
All right, let's move this conversation over here. We'll sip on some coffee. Godshot, I love that term, dude. I don't know if I've heard that before. Yeah? Yeah. That's it's, perfect. It's the one that, like, the heavens parted. And yeah. We just, it, there hasn't been anything better, you know? I have to think real hard about when my first straight espresso shot was. Yeah. Because I, I got excited when I had a really good latte yeah. back in the day. And that got me going, but first espresso shot. It was probably Mill Creek, to be honest with you, because I did a lot of business with them back mm -hmm. in the day. Mm -hmm. And they really did have a good espresso. Mm -hmm. So much crema. Honestly, I gotta go back, because I haven't been there since uh, I got into coffee in, yeah. in LA. I mean, I think they, they tend to go more dark, which I'm a fan of, mm -hmm. so. They've probably started to do a little bit more variety since the tastes of everybody have changed. Mm -hmm. They probably have more spectrum now. Mm -hmm. Godshot. What about you, Tim? Godshot. When was your first game-changing espresso? I'm trying to think. Probably when I was working in Portland in my youth. Youth, and we'll say how long ago that was. But I worked at this Italian restaurant, high-end Italian restaurant. We had one huge copper and brass espresso machines and you can pull just not consistent unfortunately because of the type of machine the age of it but you get some shots that are half creme practically and you just dive into it you're like hey, can i have four more of these <laughs> that's gonna be a long night i need four more of <laughs> portland was a great hub for the coffee world like we had a lot of local roasters and none of Linger like on your tongue mm -hmm. afterward. Yeah, finishes with some sweetness. It's amazing how different it is from brew method to brew method. Oh, yeah, you know, <coughs> huge. And this is like a different coffee compared to V60, what I did this morning. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, you, you put this through the arrow press. It'll turn around 110 <laughs> percent. This isn't the same one, but it is. Yeah. So, would you say the V60 is your preferred method overall? Like, it's just what I have the most familiarity with. Yeah, because you yeah. have it at home. And it's just, just first pour over device I bought. Yeah. Um, and now I have an AeroPress, which I got a few months ago, so yeah. I'm still just experimenting with that. Yeah. But like, I've, I've really dialed in what I like on the V60. Yeah. It's your go-to. Yeah comfortable yeah good results yeah well tell me some flavors I'm the worst at picking out flavors so I'm looking forward to this class we're doing um, where they're gonna yeah we'll be doing really hope you that. define it yeah is that gonna be up in uh, Logan yeah that's the one um, I like to just break it down into uh, the type of flavor and then like if something jumps out at you after that then you then you say it but like there's just this round acidity to it you know yeah. the acidity's uh really present right up front yeah. and then brightness on this into the middle there. yeah um and it's like a medium sweetness a um, little bit of roasty flavors finishing at the end you push your tongue up the roof of your mouth it helps mm -hmm. for me it just it. It. yeah and help if it, 
sticks or doesn't stick. And like, yeah, that's when the aftertaste really starts to come through I that get way. The, I get the grapefruit mm -hmm. on the back end when it starts to get the bitterness. Mm -hmm. Really nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I even ate some um, black currants this morning. Um, mm. And I'm, uh, <laughs> I was thinking about currants. I'm kind of tasting that, like right yeah. up front. Yeah, yeah. It's that type of acidity. first like my first sniff tangle is there bacon in this <laughs> is this like a buttery meat thing uh, uh. so with this uh, coffee cart um, what are some challenges you've faced so far or some obstacles that you know you're gonna be dealing with um, power how to power the thing um, especially if I can't plug in yep, anywhere. That's a huge one now. Um, so I wanted to start out with a uh, two-group head espresso machine, okay. um, and I can't plug in a 220. So nope. unless I'm going to buy like at least a $1,000 propane generator mm -hmm. and a 3,000-watt battery, yeah, um, which is also $3,000. Yeah, Goal um, Zero has really good yeah. monster battery packs. Yeah. We've used those for our various endeavors. They work well take a while to charge but it's good for, it's like almost not not a house battery but it, yeah. yeah it's pushing it yeah like yeah you take, take that out camping you have anything you need to run anything you want yeah, like I've done some white research on that yeti 3000 yep so um maybe i downsize to a one group espresso machine and run it on 110 um yeah. and i can plug in on a few spots on the sidewalk as long as the city doesn't complain about that always a challenge like zoning here is really funny about it like you when you get a cart for like tacos or anything like, that, like you're you're designated to a very specific area yeah you can't you have to make sure you're okay to be in certain areas yeah because like you can't mess with the businesses can't mess with traffic it has to be yeah, yeah the flow of walking traffic yeah. yeah they expect you to clean up everywhere on your block oh yeah 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 yeah, they're they're really tight about the requirements, which I think is I think is a good thing as far as like, um, oh yeah, being a responsible business owner there and part of the community. Yeah. Um, but there's some obstacles with it, like do I have to put a sneeze guard on the car? I don't know, but it could cost me eleven hundred dollars. We can do that here. Yeah, I can do that. All right, fabricate that. I I can build anything apparently. Hell yeah. Just yeah, I get odd requests to make odd things like yeah I can make that this is how it's going to work though it's not quite what you think but <laughs> it'll be better I promise <laughs> like I have I built used a three wheel Vespa truck so Vespa basically a, a tuk tuk and I built a full on I call it the Tiki Bar it has a full on tap system what? yeah because I can <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to run a shop back in the day like, I built it for doing promotions and all that fun stuff hell yeah now it just sits and gathers dust Let's bust it out. Occasionally, we'll go to Burning Man, or we'll, I'll do a wedding. I'll just be the bartender for a wedding. Hell yeah! And it works, you know. How big is this thing? Well, let's see. It's like a Vespa with a it's six double axle in the back. Um, yeah, it's not the biggest thing. You, know, you can just think of a Cushman. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. So there's only one wheel in the front, two in the back. Huh. So the two-stroke motors. So it's a little loud. But, and you won't get anywhere fast, but you get there. <laughs> and it's perfectly street legal. You can drive it. Nice. 
<laughs> from shop to well place to place and yeah nice because of my leg situation it's hard for me to even consider driving i could put my wheelchair in the back of it but it's, it's too heavy it, like because there's a two brakes it's all hand controls mm -hmm. doing the clutch shifting mm -hmm. but there's one brake for the front tire and the, the rear tire is on the floor and I, I'm just not able to do that for my legs. Mm. So it's the only problem. But we go out into the desert, and I can just use the, the shifting the clutch to slow it down, and just I'm not going fast. I'm just not having a good time. Cruising, cruising yeah. up. You know, people will come because it, it's easiest to put it onto a flatbed, haul it to where you need to use it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being in traffic that means it's a little sketchy. <laughs> not bad, but mm, yeah. yeah, hills. Mm -mm. <laughs> I don't want. To. I want. To, I want to do a rebuild with it eventually. Lighten it up a little bit. So it's not as heavy. Cool. Mm. This is good shit. Good coffee. That's how I describe most coffee. It's good shit. It's good shit. Yeah. It doesn't suck too bad. I think that's where we're at in the coffee world, which is pretty cool. It's like yeah, you know, are. most stuff you come across is is good shit. Yeah. Well, nowadays the the bar has been raised so much, like. I'm fine with gas station coffee. Nowadays, gas station coffee. One thing that I want more out of this coffee, it's a little um, heavy on the acidic side. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be balanced a little bit more with the sugars that are in there. Just didn't come out. Yeah. yeah. Steam up some milk. Would be good. Yeah. Just add a little dollop of Hell yeah. steamed milk. That'd be great. A little steamer. <clears throat> well, I'm excited for you, man. Um, what do you think? Like by next year, you might get this rolling. No, I got to do it this year. Sooner? I got to do it by October. Oh, cool! For my own like mental sanity. Sanity, yeah. yeah. Like I was, I was planning. I thought I could whip out a business plan. I thought that would just be like, hey, yeah. spend a couple weeks on it. We'll get rolling. It's hasn't been that case. That's <laughs> it's been tricky. like four plus weeks. Oh, punk. That's tricky. Um, so yeah, October at the latest, but I'm most of the way through my business plan. I've met with uh, the small business administration to get some, uh, some advice. Yeah. They're going to look things over. Um, I've talked to every planning and zoning and city group person related to what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um, I've, uh, done all the financial projections. Okay. Not all, but most of the financial well, projections on uh, the equipment. Commissary. Um, I still um, don't have a commissary okay. uh, agreement with somebody in Sugar House, and it really needs to be on that block um, where Sugar House Plaza is at. Yeah. Um, and a restroom agreement. So those are a couple lingering things. But yeah, let's let's get up and rocking in October. You know, when there's still some decent weather. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's the key thing. Things going on up there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Do you have a place for storage? To store your cards. Still don't have that yet. So yeah, agreement yeah. with. Okay. Um, yeah, whether it's a restaurant or an office space, um, an apartment place. Um, there's hoops. Yeah, no, there's hoops sugar coffee comes to mind, but they've got so much going on up there. Mm -hmm. What about a bar? Uh, Fiddler's Elbow. There's Fiddler's and there's the Sugar House Pub. The Sugar House Pub might yeah. be something. Yeah. Just cause I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. They, their hours bar. might work with yours a little bit. Yeah. And up above that block across the street from where Barnes & Noble is. Mm -hmm. There's that little plaza area there. Wilmington Plaza. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it looks great. So that one, because they have plenty of place to put in, to drive into it. Yeah. You know, pull in a car, like. Yeah, I would really um, like that. Still waiting to hear the regulations on that plaza. 
here's another thought. This is something that we were just talking about. Um, Nordstrom Rack mm-hmm. oh, yeah. now owns Toys R Us. They own that whole parking lot. Okay. I don't know if they would work with you, but if you could put your kiosk right there, they get a lot of traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that whole street be yeah. good walking traffic and once they're up and running. coffee shops in and out of that for years, but nothing really... Yeah. Stuck. Not really. But the overhead has got to be high for a coffee shop, you know. I like the idea of a cart. Yeah, yeah. for that reason. Yeah. yeah. It's the dream. Cool. It just keeps, it's dream. keeps getting a little farther away with <laughs> a, a little bit uh, unclear picture. More knowledge you need or more you learn. Like, could I just put it back in further? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I'm thinking about at night when I'm trying to sleep is like, I really want to serve bread and just like some toasts, you know? Yeah. And then again, like a one-man operation, you know, trying to slice bread, ring people up, make espresso drinks. Yeah. Um, use a little propane burner to toast the bread. Yeah, that would <laughs> and, and reduce my disposable things, um, like the use of the disposable things. So like, am I going to use rubber gloves per thing? True. It's yeah. like, what am I going to do? I don't know. Yeah, it's all the things. No, so you I love just it. Figure it out once you start running it, <laughs> right? Like, how many disposable gloves am I willing to use, or can I just find some tongs? Use tongs. Yeah. Work. Work yeah. Well. Yes, tongs. Tongs are key. <laughs> I won't lie. And like, make a deal with bosuns. Get croissants. Or any kind of bread you want. It's a job bakery and stuff that you come up with. Mm-hmm. Is, is good and vast and used to a wholesale account like that. Planning going with Bread Riot because they do the best uh, sourdough artisanal okay. bread in town. Called? Bread Bread Riot. Riot. Yeah. I haven't had that yet. Where's it at? Um, so he doesn't have a storefront, but um, he's in like farmers markets. Farmers markets. Um, Caputo's carries his stuff, and a couple other places I forget. But cool. like as far as like a nutritious. Delicious, well-made loaf of bread. I freaking love bread. This stuff's amazing. He mills fresh um, at least like every day, if not just the day before, yeah. uh, which makes a huge difference for flavor and nutrition. And, um, yeah. Does, my wife just went gluten-free. Does, is there any type of bread? <laughs> yes, it's gluten-free. <laughs> I haven't seen a gluten-free option. Yeah, it's yeah. a hard one because, like, yeah, like, if you want to be truly gluten-free, she you cannot bread. even have that stuff in the same area. True someone does have a severe reaction to wheat yeah you know, it gets mixed in even a little bit it's like a nut it's allergy like, you can't even yeah. produce it in the same area yeah, exactly. but she's not at that point I don't think not celiacs yeah. Yeah. like Anna Anna can't have any wheat it messes her up it's, it's not it's, it's not a good thing hmm. no. I have a lot of intolerances with the, the bread products mm-hmm. um, and I started making sourdough for that reason when you ferment something, do like a long fermentation yeah. of, you know, 16, 24 hours. Yeah. Um, I don't have any problems with it. Cool. So, um, I'm really happy about sourdough bread. Not all, not all sourdoughs are created equal. Cause like, if you just go buy like a Smith sourdough, it's probably just, uh, a sour agent, flavor yeah. agents added flavor. to it. Yeah. And they still do a quick rise. That's like two to four hours. Mm. Um, but I'm fermenting fermenting two loaves right now. Why don't you guys uh, finish that? I always need that coyote. I'm starting to feel the the caffeine kicking in. That's my favorite part. Creeping in the brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
like, I'm ready for a nap. What are you talking about? <laughs> I drink a lot of What's, uh, what's kind of like a long-term, like a fantasy for you as far as like maybe an origin trip or somewhere you want to go? Anything out there? Origin would be dope. We've been talking about this. We've <laughs> been discussing it. Um, so the company that I'm going to carry their coffee is called Unity Sourcing and Roasting. Mm-hmm. And I worked with uh, one of the guys in L.A. And he visits Origin um, in Ethiopia, Guatemala, um, El Salvador, Colombia. Um, and I would love to do a trip with my buddy Adam. Nice. Um, he, uh, he nerds out harder than anybody on coffee. Yay. Um, sometimes you get lost in that, all, of, all the stuff <laughs> that he's talking about. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I would love to make an Africa trip. Um, that sounds great, but anything really, like just a, a trip down to Peru or Colombia, um, all be spectacular. The dream, though, is uh, a coffee shop. Like, I really do dream about having a coffee shop that um, has the community that loves yeah. to be a part of it, you know? Yeah, that's a um, community thing. space. Yeah, cool. That's, that's the dream. You know, maybe like in the coffee shop, there would be a, an hour or two different hours during the day where like everybody listens to a TED radio hour. And oh, then, yeah. like, you have a discussion about it after. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a book club almost. Yeah. 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 Certain fixed hour where yeah. podcast listening, talk about it. That's dope. That would be awesome. That's yeah. Good yeah. I want it to be like a place of sharing just ideas and community. And yeah. And that's kind of a key thing. Like, some coffee shops are so mm, streamlined. In, out, in, out. Yeah. Like, servicing the, the go industry. Yeah. 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 Like, this is like alchemy is a good one for a good example like they'll do art shows they'll do stand up or open mic nights things like that Sugar House Coffee used to do that I don't know if they still do it they still do, do they? they still get down yeah it's like I haven't seen like slam poetry I haven't seen that done forever since downstairs like you just don't see that as being part of like especially with the slam community it's like open mic and poetry and then a lot of political issues are popping up and like you get to get the community mm-hmm. informed enraged enraged <laughs> yeah, and caffeinated <laughs> which is a certain type of rage <laughs> yes uh, all right well my cup's gone um anything else you want to add dude where we can find you um the name of your shop or anything like that or do you have a name look for a cart that has unity on it unity right. yeah that's that's what the brand we're going to be serving and that we'll be showing nice. um and find us in sugar house uh sometime in october hell yeah dude yeah Perfect. come hell get yeah. just the jammy espresso and uh and toast on. flame broiled toast yeah <laughs> toast to order with flame hopefully i'll have eyebrows yeah yeah <laughs> overrated <laughs> Thanks, Todd. I appreciate you, and good luck to you, man. If we can do anything, just hit us up. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Hey, podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning in today. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Coffee Boogie with our guest, Todd Bradley. Please uh, give us some feedback. Give us a rating. Um, We appreciate it, and we'd like to know that uh, you're enjoying the show and what we could do to make it even more interesting. If you have any questions or would like to join us on the podcast, Uh, Just drop us a message, um, probably Instagram, at the Coffee Boogie. Just give us a DM, direct message, and we'll talk to you next time.